Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. And today we've got a topic that um, I think is going to be so helpful to you. The title is Thinking Versus Doing, Getting Real Clarity, and it is about this issue of clarity. So if you feel that you do more thinking than doing, that you get caught in thinking about whether you're clear on something or not before you can take action, then I think this is going to be a really important uh, time that we can spend with you discussing this. So Anchor, we found this in the Visible Club, which is our 12-month mentoring program. And it was on one of the CEO calls that we do every single week. We get everybody almost like a virtual boardroom around the table. And we look at, you know, what's working, what's not, what are you taking action on? Where are you stuck? And we're getting people weekly and daily, even through the chats, out of stuck as in that sort of growing their coaching business and getting out into the world with their visibility and what they're doing. And we're, we're diving into the topics that they are coming with and the struggles that they're having on a, a deep basis. But there is one thing that comes up over and over and over and over again, isn't it? And it's this idea. When you ask them at the end of the session, so what action are you taking this week to move forward from this conversation? What is it that people tell you and that you're the reason why we're discussing this today? What is it that they say to you? Because it's weekly, isn't it, almost? Yeah, yeah, it is ongoing and it's very typical. And I would say like if I got, if my dogs got a treat every time that happened, they'd be fat, <laughs> you know, so because basically what happened, so what's the one action? I always call it, what's the one tiny task you're going to focus on this coming week? And what comes back on a regular basis is some variation of, oh, I need to get clarity on my message on how to do a video on, you know, on a number of different things. But there's always this, you know, as if getting clarity was an action in itself, right? And well, it could be, right? It could, in theory, be if you decide you're going to get clarity around your message through having and setting up 10 conversations with people. Like that would be an action that would give you clarity, right? But most of the time there is that sense that people feel they need to be clear exactly on the path that they're going to take and they need to be really clear on exactly how that's going to play out before they can take the first step. And I find that as the guaranteed recipe 
for staying stuck, for feeling like you, you know, you're spinning in circles and not actually, you kind of, you know, when you have a rally car and you accelerate, but you're on the brake at the same time and you're just sort of spinning around, you, you know, kick up a lot of sand, but you're not actually going anywhere. And that's really what that feels like, because in my experience, um, making a move, it's almost like you could say it almost doesn't matter what it is. Like any move, any any little bit that you move forward, you're going to have a different perspective, right? So I think people waste an awful lot of time by not doing, like not starting to move forward, not taking concrete actions because they think they need something first that they can't actually get until they start moving. You know, there's, I don't know, I think there's a famous quote that says, you know, the I mean, I don't know whether it's a quote, but the, the idea that, the path will unfold in front of you as you're walking. And I think, yes, you don't want to just go run around blindly. So, but I think the level of detail you need to be clear on before you can take a step is so much less than most people think, you know, and, and if you don't move, if you stay in your own mind, trying to figure it all out on your own, in your head, you miss out on all the, insights and all the perspectives that become obvious as you move forward because the people you meet somebody says something that inspires you that kind of, oh I never thought of that like all these little uh, pieces you will never get if you don't make that first Do you know move. what there's a couple of things that really just I hear in what you're saying a couple that resonate with me and a couple that I have noticed as sneaky little problems, psychological problems, psychological little thought things that actually um, that happen. It's what I notice is I think their idea of clarity is twofold, i.e. compass is great. Like if we if we want if we want to know whether we should go north or south or east or west to get to a particular destination being able to at least point the compass in the right direction is going to be helpful. You know, if if I need to head east and I start off heading west and I don't even have a compass, then then I'm going to be traveling innocently and uh, completely oblivious to the fact that I'm completely in the wrong direction. And, and when I wake up to that... It's going to be painful that I wake up, that I've, I've travelled two hours in the wrong direction. It totally reminds me. And, and I, I think I'm going to use these two stories here. The first reason, it reminds me of my daughter when she did her Bronze Duke of Edinburgh Award, where they have to go camping overnight and they have to do orienteering, etc. They made one fatal mistake. They, they were year 10s and they asked, a, you know, they found a group of year 9s who decided to send them deliberately in the wrong direction when they asked them which way to go. And they ended up walking in a field for two hours before they realised that they were in the wrong place. So then that was a two hours out of their way that they had to then retrack and find their way back. And so they didn't get to camp until two hours later. So there is sometimes, you know, a need to at least know that the first bit of information that we're getting is pointing not completely the opposite way that we're wanting to go, okay, to start with. Because I think a lot of this idea of needing clarity is fear of getting it wrong. Whereas, you know, 
you know, I think the year 10 should have known that the year nines were never going to actually lead them in the right direction to start with. But it was that they were completely... So, again, here's the, the thing is, they were two hours late getting to camp, but they've learned a couple of lessons. The first thing is they did, even though they went two hours in the wrong direction, they did at some point realise they were in the wrong direction. They didn't just keep going in the wrong direction ad infinitum. They recognised it and they turned back. And the the other, you know, clearly they're never going to trust the year nines again, but the set the, these, should they do that thing again? You know, <laughs> should they do this again? Um, they will work out who to ask and how to ask better the second time around. Uh, the second thing that it kind of... They so they still there got there. Right? It's still better exactly. than not having left. They got there. And that was the point I was making is, is clarity and compass can seem the same things, but compass at least is it's this direction. And I think when people say, I just need to get more clarity around my message or which direction I'm going... Actually, I think if you're saying you need clarity around direction, then you're not actually you're not thinking about your values and about actually what you really want. You might be trying to almost pretend that you don't know what you really want because you're not sure if you can get it. And so keep getting clarity around that feels safer than actually taking a step in the direction of your business dreams, etc. That can be really true for all of us at different stages in business. The second thing, just to, you know, that, that I think it reminds me of is, is cl- this, this needing to have clarity before, you know, in order, I need to get clarity before I can do this, reminds me of a feeling of complete, almost like control freakism, which is about, I am trying to hold on to every, I'm trying to hold on to my safety. I don't want to, you know, fear of the unknown fear of the uncertainty, we've talked about that before, fear that if I try this and it fails, then everything that I've worked for will be lost or I won't have any money, I'll end up like a bag lady. There's just these, you know, or I'll make a mistake and I'll have put all this effort in. So there is this, I think the more that we hold on to not doing things, um, the, the more the fear builds up. I used to call this in singing, fear of the first note. People would hear the in you know the introduction that was being played by the music and it could be like four bars eight bars sometimes a big piece of classical music had 30 seconds worth of orchestral in in you know introduction and suddenly you have to come in at the right time at at this point and i would witness it i had it myself at one point and i had to break it the thought in myself was this fear that builds up while you're to almost trying to create momentum to come in and that's what I used to notice. It was this fear that would build up. The longer the introduction, the more time you had to build up the fear of how right and how perfect and right and the right place that note, that moment had to be. Otherwise, the whole song would be, you know, to pieces, etc. And that wasn't completely true. You could recover yourself, but that was the fear. I think it's the, it's exactly that same fear. It's exactly that because I'm when I'm looking at I think it's the 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 the, the clarity. I think where it gets tricky is when you feel you need clarity on a level of detail. 
that's kind of impossible to have. Well, obviously, you don't, you kind of want to know, okay, this is where the camp is, right? So, yeah, that makes sense. But if you sit here and says, I can't start leaving until I know exactly, you know, which way I, whether I pass that tree that is just before that, at the entrance of the camp, that whether I pass that tree on the left or on the right, well, you're not going to know until you get there, right? So it's like if you try and figure out that level of detail too far in advance, you're not going to leave ever. And I think the only reason people are scared of starting, and it's I think it's very I think it gets very clear in that singing example, and I see it with with coaches as well, or when people kind of hesitate to put themselves out there, like become visible online, for example, right? There is this sense that. And I guess it's like, it's kind of true to, to a point. It's like you only have one first impression. So I think there is that feel there is a lot at stake because like you only get one shot to get it right, you know? So the question is, is that true? You know, who's going to remember? I mean, I think people overestimate how much attention other people pay. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like I have first videos that are still up there, right? that are cringeworthy, you know? And it's like, well, you can't say, well, okay, um, this is the only shot I ever get to create a video. People will judge me for the rest of my life. Most people won't pay that much attention. Like, you get more than one shot. You can correct. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been on, sail, uh, like, sailing boat races where we got, we made a wrong turn, and then we got in last, and people kind of laughed at us for, for a second while everybody was already having a drink at the, you know, at the bar. But, Next time, nobody remembered, nobody cared. It's like you do have more than one shot. Like it's not your one and only, oh, my God, if I get this wrong, people will judge me for the rest of your life. So what if that was I think true? that's really, that's a really important distinction between that we do judge people on a first impression. We've done that in a, we've talked about the psychology of how we filter out what's relevant to us or not on a first impression and I think that's very very different from making it a blanket rule which is I have to get this right or else nothing else is going to ever work again like a catastrophizing of the whole thing and again like even with auditions I it just reminds me when you see actors on tv and they're suddenly, you know, being interviewed because they've had a Grammy Award or whatever. And they're doing an interview. And then the, the interview and say, and we found a picture of you in a serial ad from when you were 11. And they put it up on the screen, you know. And the, and the, and the now famous actor is going, oh, my goodness me. But, it, it, but people love it because they can actually see it's like you started off doing this. And you kept going and you kept improving. And you kept getting more opportunities. Yeah. And eventually you became Brand Beckham or whatever it was that you became. But the very, very early things were, you know, first attempts, first bits. But people were still out there doing stuff in those first attempts. It's just that it's just that feeling that yeah. actually I'm trying to shortcut the success by making sure that there's things more right this time. Because either I've made mistakes, either I've you know, bought things that I shouldn't, you know, that I realized weren't right for me, or I'm worried about, you know, the effort that I'm going to put in and where and how long it's going to take and how long do I have to be in these kind of transition periods, etc. Um, and that's why it feels, that's why getting clarity feels like it's, 
having, you know, everything you need to make sure that everything is right. Because that's also assuming that the clarity that you come up with is exactly the thing that you need to be saying in the marketplace. And I think there's there's a there's something in that, isn't there, really, that, you know, your own clarity about a subject or a situation may or may not actually be uh, what you need. <laughs> I think in most cases, whatever you come up with by yourself, you know, in your head is only going to be half of the story, you know, especially when it's about what other people need and what other people want. You can't read people's minds. And actually, you know, it reminds me of Ed. Do you ever see that Ed Sheeran thing where he had an interview where he was the one who pulled out his first auditions? you know, saying, hey, I wasn't born singing well and it was cringeworthy. You know, he was young and he was little. He was the one one pulling it out and pointing it out that, yeah, you know, everybody starts somewhere and it's about starting and it doesn't, you know, and and starting and progressing from there so you can get the lessons that get you to where you you want to be. You need that data. You need, the hardest part about it is you need that first note to be rubbish you need to be able to sing through the song metaphorically or physically as it used to be for us, but you need to be able to sing through to actually almost, I would do a rehearsal knowing that the first note was probably going to be really rubbish and it was deliberately, I had an understanding about that, but my whole goal was to sing through the song all those years ago, first time through, because I wanted to know which bits really needed the work and I couldn't know which bits really needed the work until I was actually singing the thing and coming up with all the problems that I couldn't do this run or I couldn't do that bit in the song very easily that then took me into now I can organize my practice now I can get some help on those particular areas now I can really go into the details on the bits that are not working um uh, but if but every time I was frightened every time I was trying to get everything right just in even rehearsal oh it was a complete non-starter it was just the fear was enormous so just in rounding this off we're really saying is you're Your first step, you have to take just the first step. You haven't got enough data to try and get it right on the first step. And actually doing it over and over and over again and refining the process is going to actually take you towards mastery. And you don't need clarity to get to mastery. You need repetitive, routine actions that you take to give you the clarity of the data that you're seeing and the effect of what you're doing, not before you do it, but after you do it. What do you want to finish off with, Anka? I always love to say in case of doubt, try it out. It's the only way to find <laughs> And until find out. next time, take care. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.